Hello, my friends. Kevin here. Uh, this one is going to be a little bit different than our normal episode, and uh, and just wanted to. I recorded it all, and I was about to hit publish, and I just wanted to record a little disclaimer. So, right within the first few minutes, I mention um, the current political system, and I talk about how Donald Trump has recently been uh, deplatformed from most of the major uh, technology platforms, um, and uh, and you know, so and I do mention that you know I'm I'm not a proponent of of his, um, but I also want to just mention that uh, that's not a slight on. Uh, the Republican Party at large, or Republicans, or conservative uh, folks, uh, or you know, or, or or you know, advocacy of a democratic world point of view, or or liberal as we call it here. Um, so I just want to be very clear that um, that uh, that this is a, you know my my personal feelings about the individual person do not reflect uh, any one political uh, point of view. I think I'm a pretty moderate person, and uh, yeah, I just wanted to share that. But I also believe in being transparent and not trying to dance around. Um, the current situation uh, in the U.S., you know, with the with the you know the transition of power. So, anyway, just wanted to kind of share that with you. And um, if you disagree with me, I I totally get it. No, you know, no no judgment. You know, I think there's a lot of information out there. And uh, so, with all that said, we're going to jump into the episode, and uh, hopefully, it's a good one. But I promise, after the first few minutes, it's really not about p- politics. It's really about building a business for longevity that uh, you can depend on for many many years to come, and not be so worried about uh, the risks that come along with being attached to a platform. All right. And without any further ado, let's dive right into it. Hey, it's Kevin here. Hope you're having a wonderful January so far. Lots going on, lots to keep us excited uh, and uh, engaged with. And uh, frankly, you know, there's um, it's it's a historical time. There's so much going on, um, primarily in the United States right now, and I'm sure in many other places. But you know, with uh, with uh, recent events in the United States and the the, the transition of power that's occurring, um, it's been uh, it's been a heck of a t- time. And um, what does that mean for your marketing? What does that mean for your business? And so today, I just want to talk a little bit about an idea that uh, kind of we are all reminded of uh, through this political. Um, journey that that uh, Donald Trump has kind of taken taken the world through, um, and this idea is around kind of um, uh, independence with with your voice and with your message and with you know um, with your ability to to get your message across and to communicate. And uh, you know, laying my cards on the table, I'm not a uh, Trump supporter in the slightest, and uh, haven't been impressed with um, any of his moves in the last four years. Um, so with that said, and you know, that's not a a left or a right uh, perspective. It's more just to do with um, the individual. So just putting that on the card so I don't have to dance around it. Um, but, the, but, you know, recently he's been basically deplatformed from every major tech platform on the market. And uh, what does that mean? Obviously, there's a lot, of, um, a lot of precedents being set, and this is a historical time. But the biggest thing that we need to remember, and most of you will know this, but some of you may not. So I just want to kind of reinforce this idea that there's really only a few things that you kind of own on the internet, and even those things are sort of changing. And um, and what I mean by that is that you know uh, you know when you're on social media, you could you know you could lose your social media followers tomorrow. You can get your account shut down. You can uh, the algorithm can change whether people see your content or not. Um, so you don't really have control. That's sort of rented land. So you don't want to ever build your whole business on social media, for example. Um, there's only really four kind of things that, that make up an independent platform. And I wrote about this back in June of 2020, and it had nothing to do with, obviously, the current uh, state of affairs. But it just reminded me of, and, you know, this comes up quite a lot, but it reminds me of the importance of owning your own platform. So what are those four things that you really can own as part of an independent platform? Number one, you need your own domain. 
and having something like yourname.com, you know, I have kevin.me, um, uh, whatever your domain is, that's up to you. But having your own domain is as close to kind of owning real estate as possible on the internet. Now there's probably cases where people have, and I believe there have, there's been squatters sitting on names that, I don't know, somehow, um, someone forced them to give up their domain names because they were just basically sitting on it and extorting, you know, whoever, um, owned the, the trademark for that name and whatever. I don't, I don't know any examples of that, but, um, you know, as far as domains go, it's, it's probably the closest thing you can actually own, uh, in so far as real estate. So the first thing you want to do is definitely have your own.com. So, you, you know, I, when I see people going on things like Substack, which is a popular platform these days and building their, their empire there and like they're having a podcast and maybe the podcast goes, um, yeah, make sure you're subscribed, uh, over at so-and-so.substack.com. Like now that is kind of a permanent, uh, domain that you don't own that Substack could get sold, bought or shut down. And you've now built up your entire podcast career, your guest posting, whatever, linking to this domain that not only can you not really, I mean, maybe Substack lets you do a redirect today, but um, not only can you not redirect it to any domain you want, you also don't really have any say over what Substack does in the future. So you're really kind of developing, you're building your business on, on rented land. Now there's this idea that copy blogger popularized, I don't know, over a decade ago called digital sharecropping. And it stems from the, the feudalistic farming days when people used to grow crops and they still do, but people used to grow crops on other, on other um, farmland owned by other by landlords. Um, so they became subject to the rule rules. And that's, that's sort of what it is when you uh, build your content uh, on a domain that isn't your own domain. So assuming that your domain is pretty well yours, as long as you don't pick something that like breaches the terms of service of the country, like for example, to have a .ca uh, domain, you need to be in Canada, whatever, whatever, uh, as long as you have a, you know, a .com, .org and many others, um, you're, you pretty well own it as much as domains can be owned. So that's the first and foremost, you want to get your own domain. You don't want to be using, um, any kind of dot whatever.com uh, kind of thing. So most of you are in that category. I'm not worried about you at all there. The next part is having a self-hosted open source website that your domain points to. So I use something like WordPress as opposed to say Squarespace. So again, Squarespace could be bought and sold tomorrow and we would have no, you know, there'd be nothing you could do about it. Whereas um, WordPress, for example, I use, uh, I use WordPress and it's hosted, you know, on, on, you know, in one of my, I use WP engine, but it could be anywhere. Um, the thing about WordPress is that it's open source, so you can edit it, you can change what you want to your heart's delight, and you can move it from server to server. So if WP Engine were to go away, I could back up, uh, and just move it over to any other host in the world and completely configure it and do whatever I want with it. Uh, including like, if I really, really wanted to, I could host a website from my own computer. You can set up a kind of a virtual server and, and basically host it yourself. So, um, that's the benefit of having a, a website like a an open source platform like WordPress. There's also um, Ghost. There's also uh, various you know plain text or not plain plain text like plain HTML websites. There's there's a whole bunch of them. But basically, you don't want it to be on a platform. Even Webflow, uh, even Shopify, right? That's another one. Uh, they're kind of closed systems that are hosted in the, in the cloud, and you don't really have control. You can't move it around. It's kind of in. It's proprietary to that that platform, so that's why I don't recommend hosting it anywhere like Shopify or, or any of those kind of platforms. Although, listen, Shopify is actually a great platform, and if I was an e-commerce site, I would I totally. And I have clients uh, that use Shopify, so it's actually not a bad platform. But for consultants, for us, there's no reason for you to be on something like Shopify. 
uh, only because it poses a little bit of a risk. Like Shopify could raise their hosting rates and you'd have literally no alternative. You couldn't just pick up your website and self-host it. It's just not how Shopify works. So you're always, the risk here, and this is what the big the big issue is, is the risk is always you're beholden to the rules of the platform. And that doesn't matter for average people like you and I too much in the sense that like we're not going to get muted or or you know shut down from all the different platforms out there unless you do something outrageous, obviously. Um, but... The, the whole point of they can change the rules, they can change the algorithms. If you think back to the Facebook days, people amassed massive followers on Facebook and those followers are now doing something else. Facebook changes the rules, the algorithm changes, you can't reach those, you have to pay to reach those people. So now you're paying to reach the people, the audiences that you've built. So there's platform risks and you just want to kind of de-risk your business. If you're creating something, especially on your own .com or under your own name, that's going to be around for a long time. You want to be kind of building it on on platforms you own. And, and if not, just being aware that the rules may change, the risks may change, and then being cool with that if that's the case. And sometimes there are benefits, like people having Substack blogs uh, or using a Shopify or a Squarespace uh, Webflow website. That's fine. It may help you grow faster. You may get more subscribers by being a Substack blog than if you weren't, for example, uh, as long as you, you own those emails, which is going to be one of our is actually our next point on the list here. So the next point on the list is, um, is, is email. So we first, we talked about the domain with that domain, as long as you own it and you're in good standing with your domain registrar, you can basically point that anywhere you want. And, uh, and then that's your host. So having your own domain posted, uh, hosted on your own host, you know, like a host you trust. And then, um, a reputable, good host. I use WP engine. They're great for WordPress. Um, so on your own, on your own host, uh, and then with an open source website is another factor. That's just what I prefer. So I can co custom code anything I want. Uh, and then having an email newsletter and a mailing list. And now the mailing list is probably your number one asset. So I think without, uh, if, if everything were to go away and you had a mailing list, that's the thing that you're going to still be able to communicate with people with. It's not subject to algorithms other than maybe Gmail's inbox kind of filtering, uh, but it's yours. It's your direct contact, and no one can take that away from you. The only the only way that you can lose that is if you lose your list and or uh, people block you or whatever. So uh, that email list is 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 really the only kind of asset you own in terms of your direct communication. Why is that open and say something like Facebook or Twitter not? Um, like we said, there's there's the algorithm piece as well as the fact that uh, is it's just an open protocol, meaning anybody can email anybody. There's really no constraints on on email at least not yet and that's what kind of makes it one of the more um it's like one of the, that's why it's lasted for over 20 years with you know well over 20 years 30 years with uh with very little change and that's because of just the nature the open nature of it so that's kind of what you're going for there so have a domain put it on your own host with an open source platform like wordpress uh and then have your email list and always collect your emails and use that as your primary means of communication because that's the only thing at the end of the day that you own and studies show that that's like the highest ROI marketing channel anyways that for every dollar you spend on marketing you get like 40 or on email you get like $43 back or some weird statistic like that so the ROI is huge and it's always 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 worth getting people onto a mailing list and then nurturing maintaining that mailing list over time so those are the first three things and then the last one that is sort of the only other uh, open sourcey type thing is a podcast or a blog RSS feed. So um, a podcast, and this is one of the reasons I like doing this with you, a podcast can be basically like like a, an open source website. I can pick up these audio files, put them anywhere I want, and then have a URL, like a uh, an RSS feed, which is basically a list of where where do all those files 
exist and then it we can put it in a podcast player and it and it goes and syndicates all those podcast files so that's the cool thing about the podcast rss feed is that it's it's it can't be just shut down by google one day or you can't be like blocked in the app store or you know whatever else and not that you're going to be doing any outrageous podcasting but the point of it is you never know how things are going to change you may get buried in you know any of these platforms or have any of these platforms change on you or uh, take away, you know, you could lose all your followers, get locked out. Uh, these things are kind of the core ingredients of an independent platform. And, uh, I'm using Donald Trump as an example because a is top of mind with everybody. Um, B, you know, this is the pre- sitting president of the United States. He's been deplatformed from all the social media channels as it stands right now. And, um, and that's a big, that's a big deal, right? Like that's a, that's a non-trivial thing. So the, really the only thing he has left because, um, yeah, like even other apps like Parler are being are shut down and taken out of the app stores and taken off of Amazon Web Services and all that stuff. So like, there's a lot right now happening to mitigate, obviously, some of the the risks and um, and that's a whole separate story. That's not what I'm talking about here in terms of what it means to you. But the whole point is that you know things are going to come and go. Big platforms are going to change. Algorithms are going to change. One day they're free and they're getting tons of subscribers. The next day you're paying for them and and or or to get reach. And um, you just don't control stuff on other people's platforms. So the best thing you can do is use any temporary platform as a way to build your your audience, your community, your your email list, uh, and then have your core of your business of your content living on your own website, on your own domain. Um, using something like WordPress so that you, you know, it could be anything. It could literally be static HTML files and that way you own it. And that way there's no, um, there's no, there's no, there's fewer risks. There's always going to be risks, but there's fewer risks of, you know, suddenly losing your audience or your business or whatever. Cause you can always pick it up, put it somewhere else and then, you know, move it around. So how does that look in my business? Um, well f- for one, I use tools like ConvertKit uh, for my email. Now I could just, move my email list to any different, um, email service provider and, and that would be fine. So I'm not really worried about the longevity of ConvertKit. So it passes that test. Uh, I use this audio now I host it on transistor and I'm not too worried about transistor moving, but if they did, I have all the audio files on my computer move to another place. Um, my website self-hosted WP engine on WordPress, right? And so there's that one. I have Kevin.me and then any other domains of the dot coms they're out there, they're mine. Um, so then I just use and leverage social media as a way to get exposure and to drive awareness and then to bring people back to my ecosystem. And my ecosystem really comprises of my website, which has my blog and my um, this, this podcast and eventually a, f- a future public podcast and a whole bunch of other things. So that's sort of like, you know, everything that's a platform is just a way to drive business to my core, to my core, which is my website my on my own domain. Uh, that's where I store most of my content and ideas and, and, uh, yeah. And then, uh, and then this podcast. Now this group, for example, is hosted on a platform called circle. So if you're part of this community, the mindshare community, it's, it's in circle. So that that's actually me being on a, on a, um, a platform, right? So you might be thinking, well, what if circle changes the rules and you know what they very well could at any time, but it's on my domain. So it's currently society.mindshare.fm and it might be something else in the future, but I can always redirect society.mindshare.fm anywhere. I can point that to any new domain or anything I want. I can move it to a whole different place. Comparing that to the original, the origin of this group was on Patreon and it was patreon.com slash mentorship. I can't redirect 
that anywhere. All I can do is put up a message saying, Hey, I've moved, go check out this URL instead. So I don't, I never really owned that. I didn't own the domain and I didn't own the platform. So with circle, I own the domain. I may not own the platform, so I've reduced the risk a little bit, but yeah, if circle, and again, risk is, comes in many flavors. If circle were to change their, their rules and I don't know, double their triple or quadruple their price, whatever. Um, I'm not going to be too affected by it because look at the end of the day, uh, I can just point the domain elsewhere. Obviously it would really suck for my community. So if I were really, really worried about that, or if I were running some kind of edgy website or something, I might, uh, put it on a, um, on a, uh, on a, like my own, you know, WordPress, you make a BB forum or something like that. So anyway, all this is to say, you know, it's, it's a topical, it's a very topical historical, uh, time. And it just reminds you that the place that you own the most, so you can grow your audience on social media, but the goal always want is always needs to be to bring people back to your own, uh, to your own platform. And I think that's going to be, um, more and more apparent over time. Uh, we're seeing a few kind of, there's now like, I think it was sci hub or something. I, I wasn't familiar with them, but they had a bunch of scientific journals that were available for free. Uh, I assume that, I don't know, people didn't like that. And I'm sure it's taking someone's IP, but now they found a way to put that on some kind of a decentralized uh, domain. So anyways, there's a whole bunch of stuff happening. So I think what we're going to end up, the future of the world is going to end up being, you know, decentralized social media. You got Bitcoin, you know, which has been popular in the news these days and that's decentralized and no one person can control it. So this idea of neutral decentralization, uh, things that you own, it's kind of creating more longevity and permanence uh, with the web. Uh, and that's that's kind of me nerding out with you a little bit. But really, it's about making sure that you don't keep all of your audience just on social media without actively driving them back to your, your website and your newsletter. Um, and then if you have a podcast, that's great. That can be something that goes with you forever, right? And I think that's the beauty of podcasts is that it's something you own. You create these digital files. Uh, they're yours. And um and yeah, there's this idea of permanence as much as the web can allow for permanence um, is out there. And, you know, Derek Sivers, for example, if you haven't been to his website, it's S-I-V-E.R-S. It used to be Sivers.org, S-I-V-E-R-S.org. So you can go there and it'll probably redirect you. Um, he's built his site in such a way that it generates only static HTML as the front end. So he's he's using some kind of code that generates um, front end HTML, which means it's going to live a long, 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 long time. Uh, so what he's optimizing for is long after he's gone, all these, you know, archive.org, all these places that archive websites are going to be, uh, storing that stuff and keeping it around. And it's going to be visible long after the technologies like WordPress have failed because the downside of WordPress, for example, and I'll stop nerding out in just a minute here is that it's built on a database. We're using PHP and plugins and, all kinds of stuff. So it's really just not, not simple. And, um, so he's optimizing for things that just will continue to work long after the technologies have changed so many times. Uh, HTML has been around forever and, uh, that's probably not going to change anytime soon. He uses inline CSS and all kinds of other stuff. Um, but anyways, so, uh, yeah, I mean, look, I know you're not doing anything uh, like outrageous with your content and you're not going to get deplatformed anytime soon, I hope. Uh, but just the idea remains that, um, algorithms change, rules change, prices change, and the best place you can build your business, especially if you plan on building one around your personal brand or your identity, or, or you want to build something that's going to be durable over time. Best way to do that is on stuff you own, which is your do own domain on an open source platform, um, that, that you can host anywhere that you can pick up and, and move uh, with an email list of your own, 
your own subscribers, which is yours. That's the biggest asset of all of it. And, uh, and then finally, um, like a podcast or an RSS feed is basically just a place that people can find your, your content, but podcasts in particular, I think are great. So not to be underestimated, these audio things, you know, they'll live long past YouTube, I think. And, uh, although YouTube's not going anywhere. Um, but yeah, just want to be aware of, of these things as you're building your businesses, bring it all back, bring it all home, bring it back to one of those, the combination of those four things are going to be your best friend. So I don't know if this is useful at all. I was going to talk about something completely different, but I just thought I would use this opportunity because, um, frankly, it's a precedent setting time and, um, and it's worth just discussing. So I don't want to get political and, I, and I'm not like going to take sides on any argument. Uh, so I just wanted to be transparent with, with my views. So you weren't wondering, uh, and then I could be a little more transparent with you, um, on uh, the angle I was taking with this, but yeah, I just hope this is interesting to you. Okay. Uh, so, uh, if you've got any more questions, let me know. Otherwise we'll leave it there for now. Stay, uh, stay focused on bringing stuff back to your own, your own domain, your own email. Okay. Bye for now.